Huey, I was wrong, man. Guess I must have been dreaming after all. That guy's not a werewolf. Did you do the tests? Yeah. Did you use pure silver? Yes. How about the moon? I did the tests, all right. Okay, okay. So your mom's boyfriend isn't a werewolf. That's that. Now it's not. There's something going on over there. We gotta go back in that house. Aw, oh, Jed, I'm taking a bath. Towel off. Nick, 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 Nick. Nickelodeon. Nick, 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 Nick. Nickelodeon. Good morning, Gut Buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast. My name is Joey. I'm Andrew. Hey, blowholes. <laughs> it's Melissa. <laughs> Yep, it's, it's <laughs> Melissa again. <laughs> yeah. Um, welcome to episode... 62, I think. <laughs> yeah. um, we're going to be talking Tale of the Full Moon versus Tale of the Nightly Neighbors. Mm, spooky stuff. Yeah. Um, this is our first Are You Afraid of the Dark episode versus since Laughing in the Dark versus Crimson Clown, yeah. though we did Vink vs. Sardo. Um it's kind of a like a sneaky way, I think, for us to sneak uh, two episodes. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't get enough of Are You Afraid of the yeah. Dark. I agree. Yeah. Uh, we do have a listener letter uh, before we get to arguing. Mm. Uh, who's that from, Melissa? This is from Vincent, and he writes, Hey, Orange Couchers. This should be fun. All that was a snick highlight and easily one of the better live action shows on Nick. It really was our Saturday Night Live. Nothing was better than a Saturday night and watching all that. These characters came to mind immediately. The Island Girls? Repair man, 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 man. <laughs> Wait a second. Who are the Island Girls? Uh, Lori Beth and the other, like, first season girl. Uh, Allison Reyes? Yes, yes. I'm blinking on that. Um, she was, like, a really annoying character, and Lori, Lori Beth was just, like... Uh, just got really upset with her. Oh, okay. Alright. <laughs> I don't remember them. Uh, I thought it was pretty funny. I, I watched it last week. Or In consideration. Last episode, yeah. yeah. Okay, so the Island Girls, Repairman, Lump Maroon, he writes, Always Yelling Jupiter. It's true. Coach Cretan, Whenever Kel looks at the camera and says, Good, I lose it every time, especially with that hair and missing teeth. Pierre Escargot, there was some badly spoken French going on that I still can't believe Nickelodeon was okay with. For example, may I slap you with my spicy burrito? Humor for the kids and adults. <laughs> good, good Burger Ed, Miss no. no. Pidlin and her peas. No. Ask Ashley. Oh, no. Thumbs down. <laughs> big thumbs down. Oh, I was a big Ask Ashley fan. <laughs> Uh, LaTanya and Lanisha from the Inconvenience Store. Yeah, oh, I mentioned that briefly. I think that's who you're trying yeah. to remember. Yeah. yeah. Earboy and Ross Perot. Oh yeah, great team. <laughs> Milkman and Yo Girl, Super Dude villains. Can't wait till next time. I do have a suggestion for a podcast. Not sure if anyone remembers this show, but Space Cases. Oh, oh yes. Well, we remember all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. We watched the pilot. Yeah. What was that? Some, it was a play on Death of the Salesman. Uh, oh, was it? Yeah. I don't, know. I don't remember the title now, but, um, you know, maybe, did you, do you remember watching that before? 
I remember it being on, but I definitely didn't actively watch it. I'd be kind of interested to see what a later episode is like. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get back to it. Is that, all, is that all you said? Well, he ends with, also, it's been months and still no chopped turkey sandwich. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Vince likes to work in the turkey sandwich thing, uh, a reference to Keenan and Kel's turkey day. Um, but uh, we're, we're not we're not here for laughs and giggles. <laughs> this is serious stuff, Versus. And uh, so um, I will be defending... A tale of the nightly neighbors. I'll be defending the tale of the full moon. Mm, yeah. So- and I'll be deciding <laughs> which one is better. Um, so before we start, Melissa, do you had you remembered these episodes prior to watching them for this episode? Yes, I do remember them. Um, I remembered more one more than the other. Okay. But should I, was, I guess I which one I, I remember? Yeah. The Nightly Neighbors. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although, and I'm the same way. I remembered Nightly Neighbors a lot more. Um, but once I watched Full Moon, it really kind of came rushing back to me. Um, they are, uh, what would you, like, why did we pick these two episodes? I'd say they're extremely similar. Yeah. I mean, almost identical <laughs> plots. Really. Yeah. Uh, so they complement each other. Very, yeah. uh, they have... A similar humor to them as well, which yeah, is little, kind of unusual quirky. for yeah a lot of episodes. Yeah, so they like just... in some successful humor. Yeah, because some yeah. Are You Afraid of the Dark has a lot of unsuccessful yeah. humor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we have we have someone next door. Uh, whatever's next door is not human. Yes, either vampire or werewolf. We have home intrusions. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> true. Um, so yeah, they they did. They had a lot of common and it's uh, both parallels. like. They don't know really what's going on, and they're trying to figure it out. Yeah, you know, it's like the same, very close to the same thing. Yeah, and their neighbors. Did you say that? Yeah, neighbors. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, do you want to go over which categories we're going to be debating today? Sure. Um, we're going to be talking the story, the main characters, the supporting characters, the scariness, the Midnight Society, and I think it. that's it. Yeah, five five <laughs> categories. Uh, and so then Melissa will, at the end, uh, make a decision. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I will. Where do you want to start? Um, I think story is the proper starting place. I agree. <laughs> there will be spoilers, so if you haven't yeah. watched Full Moon or Nightly Neighbor in 20 years, now's the time to go back and watch it. <laughs> so, Full Moon starts out with, uh, I'm going to skip the Midnight Society yeah. since we're going to talk about yeah. that. But it starts out with Jed and Huey, We. <laughs> No, learn immediately are pet detectives yeah. and they're packing a bunch of supplies up including a dog whistle mm. for their next assignment mm-hmm. out on the job for a missing cat Jed finds a bunch of missing pet tags and a fridge full of ground meat at the house across the street thinking the neighbor is eating neighborhood pets Jed thinks he sees the guy turning into a werewolf that mm. night Jed and Huey give the lowdown on werewolves, and Jed comes home to find his mom invited the neighbor to dinner, oh who he thinks is the werewolf. It's a date. Yep. Yeah. Jed tries to catch Peter, the guy who he thinks is the werewolf, <laughs> exhibiting signs of his lycanthropy in a scene reminiscent, I thought, of uh, Lost Boys. Oh. Familiar with I guess this, so. but yeah. when they're like, they have the dinner and they're trying to catch yeah. Max in yeah. that movie. That's a good call. Uh, 
Still unconvinced, Jed gets Huey to break into the neighbor's house with him. They discover that Peter has a twin (laughs) brother who is a werewolf. They get trapped in the werewolf's room, but Jed uses his dog whistle to stun it. Peter comes home and explains his twin brother Gordon's condition. And we find out at the end that uh, Jed's mom married Peter and they all moved in together yeah. as a family. And throughout throughout the episode, there's this like dangling storyline that um, Jed really wants a dog. Yes. And so yeah. Gordon's going to serve as his yes. dog. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's his <laughs> fulfillment it's of a dream his come pet through. wish. Yes. On, on full moons, I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that was <laughs> kind of unclear yeah. fully, but I explain it as... Um, <laughs> As he's always a werewolf, but we just don't, you know, they never quite address it, and I I just figure that's his yeah. condition. Yeah. Uh, I'm, did you see the IMD summary? No. They, 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 they describe it as an inspiring, an inspiring pet detective investigates his mother's new boyfriend who he suspects is a werewolf. Yeah. Pretty okay. good. Yeah. Yeah. Sums right. it up. <laughs> good summary. Yeah. Um, so what did you like about it? Well... I thought the setup was perfect. Um, I mean, the very beginning of the episode, like, letting you... They, you see the outside of their, like, pet detective um, headquarters, uh-huh. and there's these signs out front that kind of, like, set up the whole situation immediately, so it immediately, like, jumps into the story and what's going on. But you, like, just seeing those signs, uh, no, like, you just get what's happening already. Yeah. You know? So I thought that was pretty good. Um I thought the pacing was extremely good, especially considering a lot of the scenes, like, felt like they almost could have been way too long, but somehow in there they kept up kept up that pace. I don't know. I Actually, I was thinking about what that was, and I think part of it might be the sound on Are You Afraid of the Dark, mm. like, in general. Like, all these scenes... Like, your episode had a similar kind of pacing thing going on, and I realized that there's like no moment without any sound. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. There's a it lot. Really, of, yeah. just like fills the time. Yeah. Um, you can you can actually hear some of that theme music behind us right now. It's um, <laughs> spooky stuff. Uh, the episode had a great mix of horror and comedy. I thought the uh, effects were scary, but. The comedy was really good, really on for Are You Afraid of the Dark. It was almost a funnier episode than it was scary yeah, at yeah. moments, yeah. yeah. Um, it had suspense. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> when the uh, kids are running from the uh, werewolf and yeah. getting trapped in the room. And finally, the story had a good message. It was really about acceptance and understanding of um, things you don't understand. Hmm. Wow, that's deep. Yeah. It is. It really is. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, well, my my episode, uh, as I said, it's called The Nightly Neighbors. Um, it aired on October 3rd, 1992. It's a season one episode. Uh, it's the eighth episode of the whole series. Uh, the IMDb synops- synopsis is, Some new neighbors move into a neighborhood. <laughs> wow, that's a really bad synopsis. Some new neighbors move into a neighborhood. <laughs> they are originally from Eastern Europe, wear black, collect blood, and are only active at night. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much okay. it. That's pretty much it. Uh, so across the street are, are two two kids, um, Emma and Day Day. 
the aptly named Dede. And uh, they, they notice these people moving in. They only come out at night. Uh, they also notice that people around town are kind of becoming sick. There's, everybody's starting to wear these bandages on their neck. Uh, and people weren't getting sick before. The, the, the Braun family, that's their name. Um, they're a trio. A mom, a, seemingly a mom and dad and a son. Um, and uh, yeah, so they become... Emma, in particular, becomes convinced that the Brawns are vampires, uh, and she wants to take matters into her own hands, much uh, much like Jed did. So yeah. she breaks into the basement, um, looks around, uh, notices that there's a ref- she's <laughs> apparently a master uh, lock breaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, she breaks the locks, notices there's tons of blood in the refrigerator, um, and there's also like these subplots of like you know Day Day's trying not to invite them into the home. They come into the home, uh, and it pretty much plays out. Um, to the point where we learn that uh, that Mr. and Mrs. Braun are not mom and dad. Um, they seem to be servants, and their master is yeah. the little boy, uh, who is a real vampire. Mm-hmm. Um, a very different kind of ending. It's interesting, because we just talked to DJ McHale, and he made the note that like all Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes end with like a positive resolution for the characters, even if there's like a little stinger. But this one, uh, it seems like chaos is like, when it ends, things are almost maybe going to get worse. Yeah, I thought um, I understood that him, what he said was as uh, being, like, there's always a good moment, even if it ends up, like, turning around in the last second. Yeah. But they never, like, dwell on that final, um, like, negative thing kind of happening but i think here they do because like one well but it's one i mean it's one moment we'll hear that last line here wake up master the sun is gone you'll feel better soon master you've been invited in by new victims (sighs) you are wise in coming to this country there is so much more fresh blood here And no one believes that a little boy can be a vampire. (laughs) (laughs) So mom, or who we think is mom, pretty much says, like, no need to worry, like, we're going to wreak havoc tonight. Um, So it really seems like... Anyway, uh, that's the basic premise of the episode. Um, I thought this was a, um, a little more complex of a story than Full Moon. Uh, I thought that, like, involving the whole neighborhood getting sick, it seemed to have a wider reach than just kind of a kid peering into a window. Uh, I thought the segments inside the Braun home were really effective, like, when they were in the basement. Um, those were, kind of like you said with your episode, those were tense scenes of, like, not wanting the kids to get caught. Um, I, like I said, there's no happy ending here, which I kind of like. I always prefer Are You Free of the Dark with a, uh, more ambiguous ending. Um... So, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I like the story in that, but I felt like it's just more chopped up than, um, Full Moon. I mean, I just felt like Full Moon is, like, a more realized, uh, like, tighter story overall. I would say that Nightly Neighbors just had more story to tell. Um, in fact, they had to edit the, their, the, the episode had to be edited down because they had so much extra, um... In Man. fact, in fact, it's one of only two stories to ever be turned into a book hmm. uh, from Are You Afraid of the Dark? 
I mean, it's certainly easily accessible. Oh, it's substantial. Uh, <laughs> vampires. You can you sink know. your teeth into it. I mean, we've seen a lot of vampire stuff. You know, we get it. Uh, we get it. But it... Um, I think that that... All that editing was to the detriment of the episode. Like, going back to the Midnight Society in the middle um, just, like, messed up the pacing for the episode to me. Hmm. I don't know. It just didn't seem like besides... The neighborhood thing was cool. I liked that. But besides that... Um, I just didn't feel like there was anything extra going on. Oh, I think there like is extra compared to Full Moon. Full Moon is pretty much Jed spots the werewolf, thinks it's a werewolf, goes into the house. There's a werewolf, where <sighs> I, you see the bronze actually coming into people's homes, like encountering people. You encounter other people who have encountered the bronze. Full Moon is like a really singular a kid in his experience as opposed to nightly neighbors of, like, a neighborhood, impacting a neighborhood. Well, there was also his friend. I mean, it was more of, like, oh, a I'll get buddy to Huey. thing. Real dumb. Um, <laughs> no, Huey's great. Uh, but really, besides that blood thing with the neighborhood, that was, like, the one moment that I was, like, that was a cool idea. Yeah. But it all happened really quickly. It's like this weird recap of the, of what's going on for like two minutes of the episode and what actually happens, I guess. Are you talking like midnight society? Uh, no, I mean, Oh yeah. Yeah. That part. Yeah. But they got to crack out that, uh, cider, that blood cider. (laughs) (laughs) I just, uh, you know, I just preferred the way that full moon happened, I guess, Mm. or played out. Like it was, contained and it everything about the story that you needed to know about it was right there okay. i guess okay um i guess my problems with full moon uh are that i think it takes a little while to get going um like the pet detective segment i literally like paused the dvd i'm like how how long are these kids going to be looking for like it took a while we were like almost five minutes into the episode i'm I'm glad you mentioned that because i thought that until there was a joke and i was like beautiful he just saved the whole scene well but i'm not watching are you afraid of the dark to watch kids look for a cat and tell a joke and you know i i like that nightly it was just done well nightly neighbors nightly neighbors starts with Night of the Living Dead, you got that kind of eerie feel, not to get into the scariness category, but you got that eerie feel right off the bat. And within a minute, they're looking out the window at the bronze who there's automatically, like, they turn their heads, they look at them. Hey, new neighbor's moving in. At night? What's with the black clothes? I think they look cool. Maybe they're artists, foreign diplomats, or maybe they got dressed in the dark. I don't know they look stupid. Whoever they are, they don't fit this boring neighborhood. Whoa! Tell me that wasn't creepy. I think I'm going to avoid our neighbors. Um, so I feel like uh, Nightly Neighbors told its story like quicker and had more of a punch, where like I kind of felt like eh, Full Moon's just hanging around here. Mm. Um, even even to get a good look. At Gordon or the werewolf, you're really like waiting to that third act to get into the house to get a good look at him, and it, you know, I think that was effective. Um, And I just, (laughs) I just think that the story was a little. There was just a little more to it. 
Hmm. Did you like the twin angle as a twist? Um, I think the... Oh, I guess... Hmm. I, I think the twin part was, like, kind of just unnecessary. I mean, it was fine, mm-hmm. but I don't, I'm not sure that it added anything to it. Yeah, okay. I did not remember that, actually. That's one part of the episode I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> From somebody who doesn't remember it. Yeah. I mean, I guess it actually does add a little bit to the story because it gives you an idea of like what this guy's been doing taking care of his brother mm-hmm. and why he has to travel all these different places and stuff. And I have a so question. So kind of fills that in. Andrew had a moral to his story, mm. to his episode. Joey, do you feel that there's a moral to your episode? Well, it sometimes Are You Afraid of the Dark does this. Uh, because yours has like a nicer, tidy end, I feel like mine has the more like ambiguous, darker, which is like you never know who's next door. <laughs> like mm. we talked we talked about this with um Oh shoot, I forget what episode, but um it pretty much the episode ends with like a like a really Oh, I think it was 13th floor. Like you pretty much never know. Mm. <laughs> Can you ever really know anybody? Uh, uh and so mm. I feel like it's more like it's not a feel good like Doug funny moral, but it's uh pretty much like you know. I kind of interpreted it as uh like xenophobic. I mean, like they're worried about these weird people from some other country and then it ends kind of mm. like opposite of how you like, in well, a kind of negative way, I guess. Like, they were right all along. They, they were weirdos. Well, they were... They, yeah, but it's not just, like... They like they they address that at the start, which is, like, Emma thinks they kind of look cool and artsy and weird. And uh, Day-Day, uh, as if he can speak with that name, but uh, he thinks, like, they're weird in a bad way. And so... But I think they justify it with, like, things are actually happening with the arrival of the bronze. Um, and I just like that it's not... It's not a safe ending. In fact, I like that ending. I'm not just talking that it ends in a negative light, but that actual twist that they are the servants and the little boy is the master. I'm not sure I've ever seen anything done like that before. That is like the one thing that keeps this from being just a regular uh, vampire story to me. Yeah, like, I mean it's a it's a I think a really smart ending. Yes, I'm uh, just saying it saved the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's a good episode, through and through. Uh, a, couple, a couple things, not like critiques or anything, but did you notice uh, in Full Moon which street they were living on? I, I don't think I did. Maple Street. Maple Street. Oh. Huh. Uh, and being Twilight Zone fans, do yeah. you think that's a coincidence? Or? Oh. It is also a co- really common uh, street name, I think. It is, so it's yeah. It hard is. to say. But uh, knowing that DJ McHale is a Twilight yeah, Zone yeah. fan, yeah, I it think Maple be. Street was maybe purposeful. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, it's not story-based. I would just say The Tale of the Full Moon is a truly awful title for the episode. <laughs> you know, it's not a critique. We'll, we'll <laughs> get into that uh, when we talk about our own episode titles yeah, yeah, a little we'll bit. That. Yeah. But I am not thrilled with Nightly Neighbors either. I mean, give me a break. Anything else you want to go over as far as story goes? No, I guess not. Uh, Melissa, any questions? I think I'm satisfied with that round. Okay. <laughs> uh, what do you want to do next? Um, I think maybe main characters. Bye. Well, the two main characters in my episode are Jed and Huey. Jed is a kind of common boy character, inquisitive with a big imagination, and he gets into a lot of mischief. Um, <laughs> 
Because of his freedom, though, which we know is because he's got a single mom yeah. and she just can't watch him all the time. Right. You know? Um, meanwhile, Huey is the kind of reluctant sidekick who gets dragged along and doesn't really want to <laughs> do these things, but, yeah. you know. He's a boob. <laughs> okay, okay. But is he, what, he provides a lot of comic him? relief. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, so, I mean, those are, I, th- I think they're great. I, mean, I like both of the characters a lot. Um, I think Huey could have been used a little bit more, but he was... At the same time, part of why he was so good might have been because he wasn't used more. So, okay, uh, my my main characters, as I said, are Day Day and Emma, um, their brother and sister. Uh, I feel like they have a very real brother sister relationship. Um, they kind of nag at each other, but you can tell they also like each other. Um, the thing I really liked about the episode was that um, I think it's cool that Emma takes the lead. Uh, I felt like she was leading, uh, I don't know, Are You Afraid of the Dark did a great job, I think, with girl characters making them yeah. feel like, I don't know, it would have been easy, I think, for the boy to take the lead, um, but, uh, I really was rooting for Emma, um, and yeah, like I said, I just thought they were kind of a good team together, even though they still annoy each other, uh, you know, one of my favorite lines in the episode is when she calls him a dip, I don't know <laughs> if you noticed that, but it's just a great insult. <laughs> know these people? No, they just moved in Friday night. We're coming over to say hi. What's their name? Um, Braun, Mr. and Mrs. <laughs> Look at this. Ravno, Ukraine. They're from the Ukraine. That near Disney World? No dip, it's near Russia. I knew that. Must have wanted these refrigerators pretty bad if they ordered them when they were still in Russia. That's what they are? Refrigerators? Um, very similar dynamic between these characters. I yeah. mean, even though they're slightly different relationships, yeah. uh, just one's the reluctant sidekick, I yeah. guess, and the other's the one getting them into trouble. Yeah. And they kind of egg each other. Yeah. Um, was I supposed to understand that uh, Jed plays fetch with Huey? That was the final <laughs> moment. Oh, wait. Huey. At oh. the beginning, he says, like, I'm getting tired of tossing you sticks and then he was like yeah i'm getting tired of it too and i didn't know whether i was supposed to take away that jed is oh, making huey play fetch i'm tired of playing fetch the stick with you me too splinters hurt my tongue it's practically a law i'm a boy and a boy's supposed to have a dog i must have just glossed over <laughs> this yeah, line too. Is that... well the beginning of the episode is very boring as we know but i um... disagree <laughs> <laughs> uh all right, so what what didn't you like maybe about my I just characters? think that Huey was a stronger character than David. Yeah, yeah, they come out during the full moon and you can kill them with silver bullets. I know how it works, Huey. Everybody knows how it works. What do I do about it? Wait a sec. That stuff's all in the movies. The real werewolves are called... Mes- Mesomorphs. They have a disease that's called like lycanthropy that changes them at any time. They're allergic to red roses and pure silver. Great. All we gotta do is trap them in a flower shop. There's one more thing. They need fresh meat to survive. They eat small animals, birds and stuff. But their favorite is, uh... Children. Huey, this is all really interesting. But the question is, what do you do if you got a werewolf living next door? Move. Mm. I think he was funnier. Certainly had better lines. Mm. Uh, and... I guess Jed and what was the name of your character? 
the, the main no the main girl Emma Emma Jed and Emma I felt like I felt like similar characters um I like them both really hmm. uh I don't know that I particularly like one specifically over the other for any reason yeah uh I thought Day Day was, he had some pretty funny moments. Um, he had like a really good dad comeback. Uh, you sit in front of the TV all day and you're going to turn into dad. Great. If that happens, I'll send you to your room forever. It's not that he didn't have funny moments. I yeah. just think Huey overshadowed him ah. with his funny moments. I have to say, I found Huey rather bland. What? Uh, we've seen this role bef- before of the unwilling friend. Uh, I don't yeah, think in your a, episode. No, they're brother and sister. It's much more. I know, it's but much it's more natural for there to be like a weird friction with brother and sister, especially in this circumstance. But like, pretty much, like Jed it's equally is natural. Pretty much, Jed is like spilling his heart out to Huey, and Huey's like, "Oh man, like right now, like I don't want to do this right now." Spilling his heart out. Yeah, about the were the werewolf thing, and like trying to get oh, him yeah, to help he was him. Telling him he didn't believe him. I yeah, but because his kids. Uh, in a situation where he's maybe always trying to get attention, yeah, he's a lot of time on his hands. supposed to believe you. Um, maybe no. like not if you're out of your mind. I mean, no, if I if your friend had come the up the to you and said, "There's a werewolf living across the street," would you have believed them? Yes, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> At least you would have like been like, "Oh, let's figure this yeah. out." Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't maybe, think they were if there crazy. was nothing going on. I, I don't know. I, I think it was I very think, natural. I think the Jed, whole thing. Jed's a little jerky. Uh, I'll point out a little of two things here. Make some good character. Though. One, he's overcharging uh, this woman. He's trying to help find the cat for at the beginning. Oh, right. Huey, Huey says like, "Oh, we only charge five dollars. Why are you charging twenty? And he's like, "Well, I got to get this dog." Why did you charge Mrs. Neville twenty dollars? Our rate for missing cats is only five. Yeah, but the puppies at the pet shop are twenty bucks a piece. Squeezy rubber hamburger. Squeezy rubber hamburger. Check. But your mom said you can't have a dog. She'll change her mind when she sees this. Where's that silver whistle? The one only dogs can hear. So, one, he's a con artist. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, any business has got to adjust their prices. Well, yeah. but he's he's ripping this lady off for personal gain. The worst type well, of Well, every business is for personal gain. But $5 was their, was their fee. I know, but they couldn't afford to keep it at 5 I mean, I don't know. I, don't know I have a question. Was a pet detective, was that a cute thing that kids did back then? Or was this after Ace Ventura You know what? I looked that up. And did Ace Ventura you? came out six months after this episode. Wow. Really? Okay, so they were not, they were not mimicking. Yeah. That's cool. I was thinking that too. I just was, did not look it up. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would also say Jed, I think... The lowest moment of either episode is Jed making his mom feel bad about the dog uh, when he uses his dad to, like, burn her. Dad would have believed me. Probably would. It's just brutal. And the oh. plays like, that's... So that sad music. Oh, oh. That was what it was obviously for comic effect. It was because she scene. looked over and it looked very sad, and then she slammed yeah, the frame that. down. That was a great. Like moment. what a jerk! <laughs> but Jed is a jerk. Uh, a, he is a little bit, a, but that's a, blow. a good. It can be a, a good character trait for these shows because it makes the character more interesting. Yeah, it's a little I'll, bit of a jerk, and he has something to overcome his. But what about the whole moral of the episode that like there's nothing to be scared of? Like families are all different. 
he's using Gordon. <laughs> That's terrible. No, 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 no. But he's using Gordon as a dog. What kind of person? Especially, well, no, especially got... after Peter's like, people are so cruel, uh, you know, and that this little boy is only interested in Gordon so he can play fetch with him. Like, that's... I got the mm. impression that that wasn't the only relationship they had, but that was just a moment, you know? Oh, I, I don't know. They, they Frank ends the story by saying, and Judd got his dog. I know, but obviously the creature loves fetch. I like Otherwise to think it that wouldn't do it. Gordon I mean, also found his best friend. Yeah, I like to think that He was well. locked he's and not chained good, up in a room, a and now he's, he's not, outside But he's not playing. always going to be a werewolf. Um, well, he might cool be. Uncle. We don't know that for sure. They never really. Well, then what's the point of the full moon thing? We saw him sure change. They... We saw him change. Oh, but, well, and that was a questionable scene because then he rewinds the tape and it's not on there. So was he just imagining that happening? And that's the I only explanation. I thought he was just having trouble with the recorder. Oh, maybe. That whole maybe scene, just... it didn't make any sense. Huh. I mean, Why it was, was a he slight... recording that to begin with? Because he's a creeper. Just because he was—he <laughs> thought this guy was a werewolf, and he was trying to catch him in the act, in the changing act. What made him think that before that? He snuck in the house. Oh, oh yeah, all the that's right. He found yeah. all the raw cat meat. Yeah. yeah. And bar- barely got out of the house because there was a there was a thumbnail hang- oh, yeah. hanging out that there door. <laughs> Just yeah. got by that thing. That's... <laughs> um, well, that's. I mean, I think like. I don't know. Whatever Melissa picks is whatever. Okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> on characters, they're I, good I just, characters. I think they're all good. Yeah, you know? they're, they're serviceable. Um, they're serviceable. I didn't. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> uh, where do you well, want to go? Why don't next? we talk about supporting characters since we've covered the main ones? Okay. That is the most ridiculous story I have ever heard. So the main supporting characters in my episode are Mom, who <laughs> does is she have just a, great. Does she have a name? Uh. I, I'm not sure. I'm just interested. Like I'm not oh, sure. Okay. I, I, I have had about enough of this. But mom, don't but mom me. I know exactly what you're up to, young man. This is another one of your cockamamie. I want a dog schemes, isn't it? What? You figure I'm going to believe this silly story of yours and let you bring home every single stray in the neighborhood just to protect them from the butcher of Maple Street? But she's got this big like '50s hairdo. Um, she's, I, I like her dismissing, dismissiveness of Jed's crazy sounding stories. Um, and she's, and one thing that's really great about her is she's a single mother, but it's not like, it doesn't seem bad, I guess, in this episode. Like she's not bemoaning it, you know, it's like. She's just doing her thing. Although she's definitely living a different type of life. Yeah, yeah. She's it's really interesting. There's like a tonal thing in this episode with the 50s, yeah. but just when you're with mom in the house. Yes. Uh, it was really bizarre. It was it was very strange. <laughs> At first I was like, oh, is this going to be like a time period piece? But like, no, nah, like Peter's on yeah. like a wireless phone. and But then you go there and it's, yeah, it's kind of I liked fun. the uh, transition from her like that weird 50s living room to Jed's bedroom, which is just like a normal kid's yeah. bedroom. It was just mm-hmm. a good uh, juxtaposition. What has that lady been through? <laughs> uh, clearly her husband was a jerk of some sort. Or she yeah. perceives it that way. But even he, he looked like, in that photograph, he looked like a guy from the 50s, yeah. but like yeah. really old. It, mm. it looked strange to me, yeah. that whole relationship. <laughs> 
But I love that because just these tiny little details are what makes you think of it. Like they don't actually delve into this, you know. Yeah. Um, Peter is the next door neighbor, pretty much the straight man. He's just, I think, weird enough to for you to suspect him as the viewer. Like he's, I don't know what weird about him exactly. Um, he's just got a slight weird quality to him. Um, and finally, Gordon. Oh, do you have something to say? <laughs> oh, you know who he reminded me of? I actually had to look it up to make sure he wasn't. Uh, he reminded me a lot of, like, Inspector 34 from Pete and Pete. Oh, really? He had, like, the same kind of look and the same kind of, like, line delivery. Yeah, similar. It's not him, but... Uh, finally, Gordon, the frightening, I think, but sympathetic <laughs> werewolf. You mean the heavily costumed... Uh, I think his uh, makeup for... For this show is great. I think the close-ups were good. Yeah. The further away that camera was, mm-hmm. it was like, nah, that's a dude. That, that, can I say that tongue was like really oh, yeah, bothering that tongue. me. That was, I loved that. <laughs> it was a little too much. <laughs> I did not like and it. And when they close up on his face at the end, it yeah. like actually... Was moving. Yes. Yeah. Like the pulse parts of it. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I mean, I think for a show like this that probably had very little budget, like this was an impressive makeup job. Um, did you happen to catch um, our our two episodes have one major thing in common? Did you happen to catch one it? One major thing? Oh well, I mean, um, outside of story. Uh, hmm. Mom? Oh I mean, no. Uh, well, I guess that's true. But uh, like the moms both seem to be kind of like doing stuff on their own, or yeah. yeah. But uh, no, there's a common actor. Uh, he's only in two episodes <laughs> of Are You Afraid of the Dark. So the guy who played Mr. Braun, that's supposedly mm-hmm. the dad, uh, Carl Alachi, also was the guy in the werewolf costume, Gordon. Oh, man. Wow. No, I didn't notice Yeah, that. so he, very strange. Only two episodes, and he was the werewolf and Mr. Yeah, Braun. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> There's the Brauns, obviously. We've been studying your emergency health care services, paramedics, you call it. We ride with ambulances to study different techniques we can bring back to our country. It's absolutely fascinating work, although sometimes a bit, um, bloody. Uh, and I like, I think the major benefit here, in fact, I haven't seen many Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes do this, is that you actually, like, spend time with the bronze and even there's a few scenes where like uh it's just them from their perspective so i think like it really um i don't know are you afraid dark doesn't do well, that a lot refresh my memory that already. was different i noticed that where they would like the the parents would just have a conversation with each other like about what was happening or when they're in the basement um, oh, oh it just yeah. usually are you afraid to afraid of the dark usually just shows you the perspective of the protagonist but i felt like they actually let you spend time with the bronze a little bit, mm-hmm. which was yeah. unusual for you for the dark. And I liked it. I felt I felt like um, it made me question more, like, oh, these might just be normal people and these kids might yeah. be jerks. Um, <laughs> but uh, so there's the Braun family. Uh, I think effectively played. I think great casting. They're pretty eerie looking. I love I love uh, horror that kind of just like a simple look can like kind of rattle you, like when they like turn towards the window. Um, you also meet uh, the delivery guy, and he is very good. Uh, he's delivering those refrigerators. <laughs> you know, he's he's kind of having a conversation with them. He's he's the one that informs where they're from, I believe, the Ukraine. Um, so he's he's there, Mister Mitchell, the mailman. 
This guy gives <laughs> a performance <laughs> I will not soon forget. Are you okay? Uh, yeah. I just got a touch of something. I'm as weak as a kitten. Well, mail must go through. Uh, have you met the new neighbors yet? Oh, yeah. They stopped by my house the other night just to get acquainted. That's the night I'll never forget. Why? Were they strange or something? No, it's the night I started getting sick. I hope I can shake it off. And uh, one note about Mr. Mitchell, the mailman. Do you know what other episode he's in? Hmm. Is he a crypt keeper in a few later episodes? <laughs> well, we all three talked about him prior. Uh, he oh. is the original elevator operator on the tale of the 13th floor. Oh, really? Yeah. Before, he's the one that tells uh, them to Leonid. stop playing on the, oh. Yeah, before Leonid. He's the one that tells them originally to stop playing on the 13th floor. Wow. Uh, so those are the two episodes he's in. Yeah. Um, and I think I think he does a heck of a job uh, <laughs> with his limited time in the episode. Um, you know, there's mom, but we don't get much from her. We know that she's a working, she seems to be like a hardworking mom. She's always yeah, in a hurry. <laughs> we never meet dad. Um, yeah, that's an interesting thing. Yeah, because they criticize Dad. Like, he's a, he seems to be a couch potato. Yeah. Uh, they mention him multiple times. Yeah, but, but he's, he's never... <laughs> not around. Yeah. Yeah, it was strange, strange. Um, but anyway, so I, I thought the bronze were really, really effective. Um, and I thought uh, just like the few people you met along the way were serviceable. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, I liked all those characters. I like the bronze. They're probably the best, my favorite of those. But yeah. uh, I like that they're. I like that their excuses that they're in the medical field. Yeah. Like to cover up for like their night hours, and then it could cover up for all the blood. I yeah. guess in the basement. Yeah, that's what I. It's kind of I creative. Impression. Yeah. yeah. What's the uh, kid's name again? The brother. Lex. Oh. No. The uh, day day. <laughs> Do we know what's going on with that name, or that's just. <laughs> Well, I, Did I, that come from somewhere? I like to think that, you know, vampires can't come out during the day. So. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> so they called him Day-Day. Wow, that didn't even occur to me. Uh, that is funny. purely a guess, but uh, <laughs> no, that's a... Are You Afraid of the Dark has a lot of oddly named characters. Yeah, yeah. that was a, biz- a bizarre one. Yeah. Across all of Nickelodeon, they're very good at character names, yeah. I find. Yeah, they are. Like, that, <laughs> that'd be a good episode, favorite character names. Yeah, yeah. Let's put that on the agenda. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would, yeah, I would say my only complaint is really Huey. Uh, I thought he was kind of wow. boring. I didn't think he was a good friend. I think we've seen the character. <laughs> I did think Mom was very good. She was quirky, um, but like tone. I just didn't get like the tonal thing. Like it really shifted the episode for me in certain ways. But mm. no, I again, I, I, I gotta yeah. just say that I love Huey. He might be my favorite character. Really? Well, okay, Huey? Mom was probably my favorite character, but then Huey. Uh, uh, he just know. had the best moments in that episode. You, know? you really think he so? He was just a weird... You, <laughs> just you so know what weird. I... Sitting in the uh, bathtub. Yeah, the closet you know? tub. Oh, uh, right, yeah. And him uh, grabbing the woman's like uh, wig or whatever off of her head. Yeah. Uh, just, he was just good. Yeah, I... When I saw him, didn't does he strike you? All right, so before he was bald, he really struck me as a like a Howie Mandel lookalike. Oh, hmm. Really, okay. when yeah. Howie had his curly hair. Yeah, yeah. I see does it. anybody remember Howie Mandel with curly hair? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, oh. Bobby's World. Oh right, yeah. No, I didn't really watch that show. Howie no. Mandel, I think, looked weirder with hair than without. Yeah, he looks better. <laughs> 
That's a good spot. To, that's a good spot to end uh, supporting character. Melissa, any main character or supporting character questions? Um, I really enjoyed the mother mm-hmm. in Andrew's episode. I thought she was a little mean, like really mean, ripping into him when she just did not believe him about the werewolf. We haven't mentioned this yet, but she knows about it. She knows. Well, she finds out. I see you've met Gordon. <laughs> Why'd you have seen school? Gordon? My brother. Yeah, well, I got news for you, buddy. Your brother's got a problem. Yeah, I know. Lycanthropy is a terrible disease. Everybody tells me I should just put him out of his misery. But he's family. It's all I got. Yeah, well, my mom's all I've got. And when she finds out about this, she's gonna... Chad? I already know. You're not scared? I was at first, but I'm trying to understand, honey. I hope you will, too. Does he really eat kids? Rumors. People can be so cruel. There's lots of different kinds of families, Jed. This is just one of them. gotta stop eating pets well i was watching this with max and i was laughing because the end of the episode the mom walks in and the son is all scared for her and she says oh no it's okay i know and i looked at max and i said she met that guy at bowling and now they're going out for coffee and she's like it's okay but if she so you're saying she found out at bowling no she found out they met at at bowling okay she finds out over coffee yeah Right. All right. All right. Their first real date, she yeah. finds yeah. this out. Uh, one touch I love in the episode Full Moon is in Gordon's room, just the pic- black and white picture that says Mom yes. on it. <laughs> it's like the only decor in the room. Yeah, that is great. Yeah. Uh, should we move on to scariness? Yeah. Okay, Spielberg, that's enough. Show's over. Into bed with you. Well, um, both of these episodes were largely funny. I mean, more funny than they were scary, I thought. Hmm. Both. But... Um, there were some fun, some scary things about this episode. Uh, the werewolf makeup for one, um, I just, again, just really good, especially for this show. Like it's, I mean, it's not the most believable thing in the world, but it's just done in a cool way, I guess. Um, and I don't know if you guys are familiar with the show Face Off. It's, uh, oh, it's like they do makeup. yeah, 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 yeah. But I feel like the makeup in this was better than like... 80% 80% of what's on there. I don't... I, I didn't dislike the way Gordon looked, but, like, it definitely... You could see the limitations. Like, the mouth could barely move. And, like... Yeah. I, I, I think the head was pretty good. The body was, like... Mm-mm. I did feel when he was coming after them, though, that uh, it was a good, was good. suspenseful, it scary moment. It was a close-up like, of thought, his face. Yeah. And if you didn't know that... When they're stuck in the room, like, if you hadn't seen the episode before, it's mm-hmm. a... You think this... Got things gonna kill them. I do yeah. like the reveal of like um, how Howie, uh, Huey, <laughs> looking at the picture of the twin brothers and asking him like, yes. "Hey, does he look like this?" And then him. Appearing. Yeah, that was a very that was good, good reveal. Uh, Jed. Yeah. What does this guy look like? I don't know. Just like an average guy. Kind of tall. Yeah. Kind of bald. 
Yeah, why? What difference does it make? Because I think he has a twin brother. <laughs> um, the episode takes place mostly at night. Both of these kind of do. Yeah. But I love that. I yeah. mean, that's a perfect area for the dark thing. Um, and this all takes place in like a regular neighborhood, so it's easy to... Both of them do, again, mm-hmm. but yeah. easy to picture that really happening. Um, and also the just the, the idea of pets disappearing around the neighborhood and being killed and eaten is a uh, just kind of a morbid thing for for a show like this mm-hmm. yeah so anyway okay um i do love that line at the end where like peter is explaining gordon and uh uh what's his name jed jed says well you gotta stop eating pets yes <laughs> um the pile of cat uh collars was pretty disturbing yeah, and yeah, by the back yeah. door yeah and like the fly buzzing by the front garbage yeah that was really strange yeah and uh, Gordon's room. Just the thought of this thing in this room chained up to the wall is kind yeah. of disturbing. Mm-hmm. Kind of a uh, Goonies uh, yeah, chunk. Yeah, sloth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, sloth. Sloth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they use this camera angle that I noticed that Are You Afraid of the Dark does a lot is when it's in the corner of the floor and it's at an angle mm-hmm. and they're looking up. Yeah. At yeah. Yeah. Not that, I don't know if you noticed it. No, no I know what you're about. Yeah. They yeah. do that a lot, and I oh, I notice it with Are You Afraid of the Dark more than anything else. I think uh, right off the top of my head is um, Crimson Clown, I think, has a moment like that, where during his dream when the clown's coming after oh, him, yeah. it's kind of like shot. It's shot up, up and at door. an angle. I don't know. Yeah. That was, it was a good, it was a good shot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, in my episode, I think it is a scary, I think it's a little more uh, scary uh, okay. than yours. Um, I think yours is played. Even the scares are kind of played with the end goal of a laugh coming almost. Uh, I think the music hurts your episode a little bit. While I am personally a fan of the music in your episode, like it's really quirky yeah. and fifties, uh, I it kind of always like killed the scary feeling for me. Um, I think uh, I think Nightly Neighbors is made more like a traditional Are You Afraid of the Dark, but I think when that comes to scariness, that's a pro rather than a con. Um, I think, uh, you know, it starts with that scary movie montage with Night of the Living Dead, which I thought was a really cool touch. Um, I think it did a good job with the folklore of vampires. Um, it, uh, that, like I said, it gets to that creepy um, neighbor feel a lot faster. So, like, that feeling of doom is there quicker from the start of like here are the bronze they've moved in creepy af uh and uh yeah i think they just do a better job and like i said i think the child as the master is like a really scary concept much scarier than ending up with a dog man um as your family member uh so i I, I like it, it actually ends on an ominous scary note I think that even though our characters think they have resolution, it's a scary thought that, like, well, they've already invited them into the house. Um... I'll get it! Hello. We are your new neighbors. Might we come in? Uh, sure. Come on in. No, wait. Um, uh, my dad's not home, and, uh... Maybe she come back another time. time. There's also like a really good dream sequence in the episode where like uh, Mr. Braun comes flying into the window and like I feel like as a kid that, that would have really scared the heck out of me. I'll that reminded you. me 
Sorry. Okay. Do you want no, to go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, me. All right. Fight. Fight. You might be saying what I'm about to say. So. Is it Salem's Lot? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that scene in Salem's Lot, yeah. where was, the kid comes knocking yes. on the window forever. That will be the scariest thing scary, in yeah. any movie that I've ever seen. Was gonna be um, one of my criticisms of this episode is that that dream sequence and the kid as the vampire were like taken directly from Salem's Lot. I, I think. Felt. I mean, I think both these episodes pull heavily from like the pop culture surrounding it, Fright yes. Night. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think. So- However. I will say that uh, I think there are fewer successful werewolf anythings uh, than vampire things, mm-hmm. and I think this is one of them. I think this is a unique one. I don't know if it's a scary one. Um, yeah, yeah, we are. That's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it is really on the makeup in that, uh, and the werewolf coming after them in that kind of penultimate scene. Yeah. I think, like, uh, some of the scarier scenes in your episode are, like, when they're, um, you know, intruding into the house. Um, and mine mine has that, too. So when I was thinking about them kind of matched up, I, th- I think I was, like, a little more nervous during my episode of them getting caught than yours. Um, I do agree with that particular thing. And I thought that myself as I was watching them back to back. Um that, that that those were two very similar scenes, but the Nightly Neighbors one was more successful. Um, and then the only th- other thing I would I would say is that your episode almost ends with the idea that like there's nothing to be scared of, even like when you think there is. Uh, so like the moral of your story is anti-scary. Well, I th- okay okay um, yeah I mean it does turn out like okay I'm not saying I dislike yeah, that yeah um, actually I, I really like your episode but. Um, yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I hear you. Melissa, well, so any... I will say that the both... Getting caught is a scary thought, and both episodes had a part where they almost got caught. Mm. Um, is it Jed? Yeah. Yeah, Jed was by the fence when <laughs> he first left, and I remember thinking, oh my gosh, he sees him. <laughs> but I guess the camera angle just didn't yeah. work any other way I... that he was definitely seen. But I will say the same thing for Emma in the basement. Yeah, she was but... half out of the table, in the crouching no of the way. table. He's standing right in front of it. There's no way Mr. Braun didn't see her right. hanging out. Which is a scary idea of, like, they see you, but they're not addressing you. Yeah, I right. agree with that. I, and, that and the Brauns acknowledge that, like, they were down here, weren't they? There they go, yeah. They were in here, weren't they? I'm afraid so. No matter. Tonight's the night. <laughs> that was something even as a kid that hit me in that episode like they must have seen that like they couldn't it's just not believable that do they you didn't think see do you them. think that like the prop designer just found a table that was way too small <laughs> or do you think by design they're like no we want them i think it was supposed bit. to be ambiguous like that okay the rest of the like um basement especially seemed so uh put together like purposely that yeah it'd be surprising if that major <laughs> that one shortcoming yeah, yeah. Mm. um yeah that's you know every i mean i've watched nightly neighbors a lot throughout my life and uh <laughs> i feel like i'm confessing something but uh <laughs> but every time that scene like really rattles me where like i don't know you're in someone else's house they're coming yes. into the basement you have nowhere to go yeah definitely Damn. it's a it's, especially as a kid for some reason yeah. it's like 
Maybe as a kid, you feel like outside your house, you're just not really welcome anywhere. And so to, it's like, and to go into someone's dark basement where your <laughs> hypothesis is that they're vampires and <laughs> coffins, like you, you have to be of some type of courageous fighter. Yeah. 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 Uh, that only leaves us. Well, anything else, Melissa? No, that's it. Okay. <laughs> that leaves us with the Midnight Society. Yeah. That is the most ridiculous story I have ever heard. Well, I'm happy to have gotten this one because I loved the Midnight Society segment on this episode. Um, it starts out as the anniversary of Frank's first tale. Tonight's a special night. It was a year ago tonight that David brought Frank into our circle so he could tell the tale that made him a member of the Midnight Society. The tale of the Phantom Cat. Um, and as is tradition, it's Frank's turn to tell a tale tonight. <laughs> Although this is the only time the uh, the series does this. <laughs> well, this is the only character we know when they started uh, out. You know? yeah. um, the and they this must be one of the only ones where they mention uh, past. Are you afraid of the dark? Episode, a past character and his catchphrase. I mean, I'm not oh. sure if they mention any episode. Like another episode in this area. Yes, but Kiki oh, loved it. butchers <laughs> that Dr. Vink line. Let's hear it. Vink's the name. Dr. Vink. With a v v v v Four. It, one, she doesn't say va right. And then she gives four of them. Well, um, if you recall, in that first episode, he does do it different. He does it with three. Um, Doesn't he normally do va, it with va, three? Uh, sometimes just two. With a va va. Hmm. Anyways, Kiki's. Okay. <laughs> I I actually rewound it. I was like so infuriated. Like, how do you get Doctor Vink's line wrong? <laughs> Kiki's a screw up. <laughs> well, as we've determined, we don't know what the right line is. Well, you wonder if she, the actor, screwed but it she up, didn't even say va. If they she... wanted her to say it like that. Oh. The writers. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to say. Oh, but I, I mean, it was perfect for Kiki to deliver that versus any other character. Okay. Okay, anyway. Um, this episode, this uh, Midnight Society segment also, um, like, creates or establishes a continuity kind of for the Midnight Society. Like, I mean, just in going back, mm. mentioning these past things. Yeah. Um, Frank, I think, effectively uses the actual full moon as the backdrop of his story. Eerie things happen when the moon is full. People always act uh, a little bit different. A little strange. But to anybody who's ever told a tale of terror, there's one special thing that always happens when the full moon rises. And that's what my story's about. You didn't like that? I... Okay. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was good. <laughs> I, I think the connection between, like, it being his one-year anniversary and a full moon, like, I... Well, I don't think there was necessarily a connection between that. It's just so... But sometimes the Midnight Society segments feel more, like, what's happening with the Midnight Society feels more connected with the story. Sometimes. And this one felt kind of like, here's this one thing. Also, like, all right, here's the story I'm going to tell. Hmm. Also, Frank telling a non-Dr. Vink story on his one-year anniversary. I'm perfectly okay with that, because yep. I think it was a great one. <laughs> um, well, that was that's the end of the first segment, and then the ending segment... Um, is the Midnight Society threatening Frank with a surprise 
roast Frank. Two <laughs> thumbs down. Um, but they reveal that they brought along actual Franks to cook over the fire in honor of his anniversary. Yeah. And now, our anniversary surprise. Surprise? Fire's nice and hot. What surprise? Special occasion. We planned it just for you. Roast. Frank. Say what? <laughs> Roast Franks. Don't you like them? <laughs> oh, yeah, they're great. Happy anniversary, Frank. Let's cook. So we brought the bikes. Oh, we're supposed to bring them. Another, some more interesting things about this. Uh, this segment features a rare misstep by Gary, in which we find out he was supposed to bring the buns, but forgot. Yeah. That's just not like wow. him. <laughs> but, uh, uh, that's a check in Chris's book. Like, <laughs> Gary screws up. Um, and uh, this, I thought the segments uh, perfectly well tied together the themes of, uh, like, accepting people with rough exteriors. Not you think so? Yeah. That seems like a real stretch. It's totally about Frank, like, being the tough guy, but them taking, like, accepting him as part of the Midnight Society, even though, like, you know... Well, in his, the first... accept his acceptance hinged on his story. Uh, no. In the first episode... Well, I mean, everyone's did to yeah. some extent, yeah. but in the first episode, uh, some of them didn't want him as a part of it because he was, like, a tough guy, you know? What story was this for Frank? It was his second... No, 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 no. Oh. It was just his one-year mark. This is a season two, towards Episode the end. Episode nine? Yeah. Is there really an acceptance thing that goes on that I didn't know about? Well, you have to tell a story, and the uh, Midnight Society has to agree that they think you have oh. what it takes. And so he was already accepted? Yeah, the, yeah. Oh, it was yeah. just a year. He was Phantom Cab, right? That's what they mentioned. Yeah. yeah. But it was kind of, but, you know, it brings back that first mm. episode, and both of the things are about accepting these things for for more than what they look like. Yeah. All okay. right. All right. Anything else? No. Uh, so mine starts with a philosophical question, which I think is fascinating, <laughs> which is why are, th <laughs> why are things scarier at night? Why do we always tell scary stories at night? I mean, if they're scary, they should be just as scary during the day, right? No way. Things are always scarier at night. Yeah, but why? So Gary says, no way. Uh, everything's scarier at night. What do you... I, I genuinely want to discuss this. Why? Because it's true. Things are scarier at <laughs> really? night. Really? Yeah. Oh, huh. yes. Huh. Like, you think about... I find the day to be frightening. Really? Are you a Every day work Would you rather and... watch a scary movie at day or at, <laughs> I'm, during I'm the joking. day? Oh, okay. But that, I was thinking about, like... <laughs> scary movies or like just walking at night uh especially walking alone sure it's it's uneasiness uh well yes i just <laughs> i think this pretty much goes without saying and this is pretty much the entire premise of the midnight society getting together at night in the dark because right. it's more scary yeah yeah so it's like it took them nine episodes to <laughs> get nope. to this <laughs> i'm not even talking about are you for the dark why do you oh, think oh, it is i see, I see. Um, oh, well, the unknown, of course. The unknown. Right. And Out everyone else should be sleeping, but other yeah. things are going that, on. Yeah, right. it's quiet. It's perceived mm -hmm. as a time where people shouldn't be awake. Right. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. the bronze. 
Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I love that this episode started with a deeper question rather than some antics. Uh, <laughs> now, they do get to the antics, all right? So, like, this is a story about vampires. The One thing I'll say is the Midnight Society is amped about this story. <laughs> Betty Ann's telling it, so of course we got a master storyteller. Things are scarier at night, especially in my story. You can be scared during the day, but don't bother, because the real terror never begins until night falls. Uh, and uh, they break out the red Kool-Aid or red cider, whatever <laughs> it is. You know, it looks like blood. But, you know, very episode. Yeah, very rarely do you ever see the Midnight Society having this much fun during a story. (laughs) Right, I thought, what is going on? Like, uh, like they're so into it. They're actually giving feedback on the story, like, oh, she's toast. And they're uh, passing it around. She's going into a vampire's basement at night. Adios, Emma. But they might not be vampires. (laughs) Then why are all those people getting sick? Yeah, like blood was being sucked from their necks. I love it. What happened? Emma didn't know for sure if they were vampires, so she had to investigate. And that night, she did. That's because they were trying to fill in the time that... Uh... I already said they had too much story, but like the Midnight Society like was just so into this one. Okay. And they had every right to be. Okay. Um so, <laughs> who was that blonde kid giving Betty Ann a hard time? Oh, uh, David. David. Yeah. Well, David. Wait, he's, no, David Zabu. Isn't David the like real uh, pale kid? Oh, Eric. He was, was it? pale. Uh, Eric, I think it's the kid with oh. the curly hair. He was annoying. Yeah, he was. <laughs> she well, she had a little burn. Um, my are you? Do you have no, go ahead. Go ahead. My interpretation of oh uh, well, I have I do have more, but go ahead. Uh, of your Midnight Society was that it was totally weak the whole way through except for Betty Ann. And she was great. Well, she's always great, yes. She was great, but besides her, the whole thing felt very slapdash. Oh, okay. Betty Ann ends the story. Let's hear it with a piece of poetry. With ghosts and ghouls, there are no rules. But a vampire's bite only comes at night. The end. You know, that's so cheesy. Is that Emerson? But I actually like it, kind of. <laughs> it, I, like, Betty Ann always goes that extra mile. I, in, especially in comparison to the end of Frank's story, uh, where he says, and uh, Jed found, got his, finally got his dog. I'm going to play the clip here. And as for Jed, he finally got his dog. And now, our anniversary surprise. So you got like a good five seconds of silence. Uh, like the Midnight Society is just looking at each other. And no, they're lit- so scared. No, of no, course. Li- literally, Gary doesn't. Nope. It's almost unheard of for the Midnight Society to never comment on the story. Frank ends the story and Gary just immediately, like, not immediately because they're all, like, staring at each other like, what was that? Uh, but then Gary just goes right to the hot dogs. Okay. To the hot dog joke. It was more about Frank's one-year anniversary, which I appreciate. But I think you know everything you need to by that Midnight Society's reaction. Which and is they like, need right, time to get the over. hot dogs out and do that. And I think <laughs> the hot dogs. The st- the reason, one of the main reasons why I thought the, this whole why the nightly... What? 
What? The hot dogs? the hot dogs over the fire. <laughs> You've never heard of this? This is like second to uh, s'mores. It just feels... Are you serious? Like, the, like I just my did red, that for the my... first time last weekend, hot not, dogs over the fire. Listen, I'm oh. not saying it's not enjoyable. <laughs> I'm just saying in connection to the episode, I'll take my red Kool-Aid over these random hot okay. dogs. Well, I don't really like the... So much explanation in the middle of the episode from the Midnight Society in yours. Uh, like, uh, it just me. feels like shoehorned in there. That doesn't and me. And the episode doesn't do its own work of telling the story. Like, they need this Midnight Society segment to let you know all the stuff that's going on. But like, that's really not what she was... Like, like I said, like, there was actually some dialogue going on. Whatever she was saying, we kind of already knew, but they were, like, giving feedback. Like, oh, this is tense. Uh... I think what was really happening was she was just explaining the events of the story, mostly. Yeah, it doesn't bother me to recap. <laughs> no, not a recap, but during, like, over the story. Yeah. No, but, like, the parts she was talking over were, like, not, like, new information. There was a lot of information in that. If you go back, like, that's the most information in the whole episode. It's through her... Like, uh... Okay. I just think conceptually, like, th- I think what we're looking at is, like, the actual, like, what was the premise they gave the Midnight Society? And, uh, I think... I think the contributions in my Midnight Society were more meaningful to the episode than, than yours. Okay. I disagree. Mm-hmm. I, I know. Uh, I... <laughs> I thought ours was just... I mean, mine, excuse me, was, uh, significantly better. I think uh, what I'll also mention about yours is tonally... There's some issues because you got a very wacky episode, but Frank is like really approaching it like. But that's who he is. I'm about to make your skin crawl. That is. There's two pet detectives. <laughs> that's just who Frank is, and again, it plays into that theme: accepting Frank, this gruff Frank, um, as he is. You know, take him as he comes. I will say that uh, there was a good moment in yours. Um, when Betty Ann, like, stopped to say, I forget, she stopped to make fun of... Uh, yeah, that's, what, oh, yeah, that's, that's what we were talking about. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that was the best moment A of it. A sick burn. But like, anyway, how besides, dare you Besides Betty story. Ann, I thought, like, the comedy in yours was just poor. Like, it felt more forced. They Well, I, I think that's another difference, is that, like, mine took a little more of a serious approach, starting, again, with that philosophical question, <laughs> uh, where yours was all fun and games mispronouncing Vink. Let's hear it again. Vink's the name. Dr. Vink. With a v v Perfect. Uh, what, uh, I don't know. It, yours, it didn't really, it felt like very not tied together where I thought mine was cohesive. Well, definitely tied together to the theme the of one the episode. Year, the one year anniversary thing doesn't make a difference to the No, episode. but it but it creates more of um, uh cohesive story for the midnight society like outside of the stories Mm. it adds to that i like thinking of them as like more than just the characters they are i I will say like the start of your episode is much better just because like i like the self-referential stuff even if kiki uh, mispronounces um, his phrase (laughs) Uh, but the end of your episode i think is a disaster i mean frank ends the story (laughs) nobody reacts and then there's just like a bad like Frank hot dog joke. No, I loved Gary for getting the box. <laughs> also, did you notice that they put out the fire with the Kool-Aid? Yeah. You know what? It's like dropping the mic. I'm glad you mentioned that because I really didn't like that. Oh, I thought, man. what the They didn't drink the Kool-Aid? They just well, they, held on to it to no, pour were, it on the fire? They were breaking si- tradition? They were, si- they were sipping on it. It's like the like the bottom of a beer. Like, you know, like... 
Let's start the There was a lot of Kool-Aid in those cups. <laughs> well, I have a question. Yeah. And as we learned from the, um, what was that, the 90s, things that define the 90s, I talked about how I drink during those episodes. And all I've been <laughs> thinking about is if you were, if you were at a campfire with people that maybe you didn't know so well, would you rather eat the random hot dogs or drink the random Kool-Aid? Hmm. The hot dog, definitely. Really? You'd yes. eat the meat? Here's the yes. problem with the hot dog. you know dog. what's in the hot dog. I want to eat the hot dog during the story while I'm enjoying it. All right, mm. Frank has told his story, and now they're busting out the hot dogs? It's time mm. to go home. Okay. Well, <laughs> we see them not enjoying their Kool-Aid or whatever. Uh, they drink it throughout the episode. I don't think they do drink it. How do you know? Because there's so much left at the end. They couldn't have had they're that much They're obviously left. refilling. There was a very small uh, container for that. <laughs> anyway, at least it's nitpicky, totally but... What would you pick? I don't know if I was with a bunch of strangers. They're like, not strangers. Had, yeah, I don't know. Like you know. They're they're like they're, <laughs> they're a society. They're there to tell scary stories. But they're to each a, other. they're a society. Oh yeah, they all know each other. I mean, it's not strange. Yeah. <laughs> well, then I was just thinking about if I was at a campfire with some people I might not know so well. Okay. <laughs> I didn't, okay. Would I rather eat the meat or that the is drink a scary juice? scenario? Uh, appropriate I did for the, Are you afraid of the dark? You guys are very good. The blonde with the big curly hair. Yeah, Eric. No, the girl. Oh. Uh, she passed she on the juice. Oh, the really? The juice came to her and she kept oh. passing it. What? Yeah. Well, she, thought, she's always a little bit more of a conservative character. She, yeah, she doesn't take a lot of chances. She doesn't like being scared. So which maybe is it's weird, alcohol. She doesn't trust uh, I don't any think, of these. No, no, these kids jokers. are clean. Okay. They're clean. Um, Betty Ann wouldn't allow With that Gary on her story night. Betty <laughs> also, uh, I don't know. All Have right. you had an episode <laughs> where you argue the. Midnight Society, like as a whole. Oh no, mm. not no, just based on them. All right. You know, there's a lot of them. They well, like that's, that's the end of me. I'm sorry for that no, side no, thing. No, that's why I've been thinking about the last three minutes or so. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you're ignoring our. <laughs> no, I was listening. <laughs> okay. Um. Well, I've got some. Are you? Bye. Yeah. Morris oh no! Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have got some just other random thoughts. Okay. About these episodes, uh, did you notice that they both Midnight Society uh, segments featured the exact same moon, full moon? Oh no, that's cool. It, what like one of them full moon maybe was like more, slightly more close up. But... Well, he opens the moon. curtain during dinner. Oh, um, uh, that oh. was a different one. Oh. But during the Midnight Society, they, like, look up. Oh. Or, and your episode starts with the full moon. It's, yeah. like, very beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's the exact same clip, so whatever. <laughs> That's cool. Um, just to uh, reiterate a little bit, uh, the setting loved the neighborhood, the living room, um, and the werewolf's room. Um, and I really like the, touch, the little touches in this episode, like uh, the business sign outside of their headquarters and... A table full of uh, like dog toys or, or pet toys to try to catch these pets. Um, the a couple uh, moments of humor that we maybe didn't mention were um, the mention of the Kelvinator. Yeah, I looked, caught this. I looked it up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I. Uh, it looks like um, a lot of refrigerators were made by this company. Yeah, in the fifties, I guess. Um, Huey in the bathtub, we mentioned that, but it's worth mentioning again. And uh, the when 
Jed pulls out the crowbar from his book bag, and you think for a moment like he's going to smash the window in, but then he just lightly pries it open. Um, And finally the... (laughs) A tense moment where he lightly (laughs) pries the door. That was funny. (laughs) Um, I don't know if we... We might have mentioned this, the stakes at the end. Yeah. Uh, Oh, where his is rare. Gordon's is rare. (laughs) Good line. Um, Mom's music we mentioned, which is just great. Love the scene. It's worth pointing out that... um, the Are You Afraid of Dark theme is part of the, like, 50s music at one point in the background. Oh, huh, I didn't notice that. Oh. Um, there was one, at least one really good scene transition in this episode where it's, like, close up on Jed's fishbowl in his room, and it fades into the full moon outside. Oh, I liked wow. that. <laughs> um, my favorite line in the episode <laughs> was... Uh, <laughs> was when Jed is talking to Huey when he's in the bathtub. He says, oh, oh, I'm taking a bath. And he says, towel off. And hangs up <laughs> That's the so, bathtub again. You brought it up. You really love that. Boy. Yeah, it was a good, it was a good scene. It did not leave that kind of impact on me. but <laughs> And he was wearing like it, that I uh, shower, shower cap. cap. I yeah. thought that was funny. Yeah. Um, the amazing final shot in this episode. I think both had really good final shots. But this, I loved uh, Gordon r- snatching that stick out of the sky right in front of the full moon. Yeah. Really good. Um, And again, I just think this is one of the best werewolf uh, anythings ever made. Wow. I mean, I don't think that my list would be even... I might not even be able to fill five, uh, top five, like, werewolf things. Hmm. But this would be on it. Okay. I didn't know we were doing, like, closing arguments. Uh, uh, I, I just... <laughs> just final thoughts. I, 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 I did... I will say I did notice. This is very weird, and I don't know if anyone else noticed it. But when Jed went in there for the second time with Huey, and he went in the fridge, and there was nothing in there, he left the fridge open. He did leave the fridge open. And then they're walking around yeah. looking by the... I thought... Yeah. Shut that fridge... <laughs> shut the refrigerator. Yeah, who's paying that bill? Right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, I did. I think I, th- I thought your episode was a little funnier. Um, not that that's a category. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I did think there was a few laughs. I thought Day Day, as I said, was pretty funny. Uh, I like when she said that they were like harvest, like collecting blood and he like just mouths blood. Uh, and he also mm-hmm. asks uh, Lex, the little boy, uh, if he wants to play video games, uh, to which Lex is just like staring him down. And in retrospect... It's funny because you know who Lex is, yeah. and he's asking him to play video games. It's kind of funny to me. Uh, anyways, but I, I, you know, there's just things I, I liked about both episodes a lot. Um, you picked your favorite line. Um, let me just tell you mine. With ghosts and ghouls, there, <laughs> there are no rules, but a vampire's bite only comes at night. Wow. Um, so words to remember. Yeah. But uh, I think that, is that good? We're good? Yeah. So that means it's time for Melissa to consider her five categories. Mm. Uh, We'll start with story. Okay, Spielberg, that's enough. Show's over. Into bed with you. This is tough. I was thinking about how we would bring all these up. Story. Okay. I think about Andrew's does have a nice moral to it, but Joe's is a little spookier. And in terms of... Hey, we'll get to scariness. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's yeah. true. That's true. Okay, story. I guess I I have a hard time deciding what the better story is when you have to compare the two because they are very different. As similar as you two think that they are, they are pretty different. Andrews is much funnier. That's a much funnier one. Um, I'd have to say that I do like Andrew's story a lot better. I do. Okay. Yeah, I think there's a nice moral to it. Um, this is the hardest one to decide on a story. Uh, go with your gut. If it's full moon, go with your gut. Oh, it's full moon. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Okay, my gut says full moon. It's the good. better story. Good. I enjoy well. it. It's different. I've seen a million vampire things in my life. Sure. Werewolves don't see much of it, and this was very well done. Cool. Reasonable. Mm-hmm. Uh, main characters. Main characters. I would say that the Nightly Neighbors wins this one because Emma was cool. She mm-hmm. was a girl, which was different. She was independent. Kicking butt, taking names. Her... <laughs> Her brother was cool. He was a he. No, he wasn't. But he was in it a lot, and he it was a great you know little family dynamic they had going on the two of them. Um, and oh, Jed, I wasn't a big fan of Jed. I thought he was a little snarky, throwing throwing his dad in his mother's face. I don't think that was very kind. And you don't see much of Huey. As much as he likes taking bubble baths, I really... Did you catch the part where he was in the bathtub? Oh, he... with the shower cap? <laughs> um, real quick, uh, did you happen to note what other episode Jed is in of Are You Afraid of the Dark? No, but I feel like I might be able to... It's a pretty... Possibly come up with... one it. of the more famous... The Red Bicycle? No. No. I could give you a clue, but it would, it would give it to you. <laughs> um, man. Give him a one-word clue. I, I don't. Th- I don't think I'm gonna come up with it. Uh, Cutter's treasure. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I don't, I mean, he's I don't annoying in that, that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. Uh, supporting characters. Hmm. I don't know. It's between the. What is it? Day Day. No, no, no. He's no, no. a main character. Oh, the... you think he's the main character? Because I did bring him up in the in the main character. Okay. Uh, then it was like uh, mom and the brothers well, versus Andrew... bronze and like the mailman. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you you really like that mailman. You brought him up as a supporting <laughs> character. He was in it for like a minute. It's pretty much the bronze versus mom and the yeah. Gordon. I like I like Jed's mom in Full Moon more. So Andrew wins that round. She was, she reminded me of like a Tim Burton, like Edward Scissorhands, the neighbors were all like really bizarre and dressed funny. Like yeah. that, that's yeah. what it reminded me of. Not Yeah, not that my opinion matters, but you're right. I, I yeah. think she was my favorite yeah. character. She was, very she was a great character. Yeah. Yeah. Except for being mean about not believing him. That was very nice. <laughs> but it was even that I feel She's like romantic. was done in an almost joking way. Yeah. Like it was mm. never, it never felt threatening. Nah, nah. She wasn't nice. I feel like she had a bad day <laughs> okay. that day. Well, she had a big okay. date. She was probably like a little like yeah. her nerves yeah. were probably on, on the on the you know on edge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up was scariness. Nightly neighbors. That's easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I it. Think no. <laughs> you um, want to elaborate? The I'm trying to think of your of nightly neighbors. 
Oh, no, full moon. The scariest thing in that was maybe, I guess, the werewolf costume. And I thought his head was a little too large, <laughs> the mask. I was really trying to, you know, go back to being maybe nine, ten years old watching it. Um, but that was pretty spooky. The tongue thing is really all I was looking at at the end. Like, geez, are they ever going to stop flapping that tongue around? That's all I could really focus on. I, I didn't think it was that scary. You didn't think the tongue was scary? No, it was just bizarre. I use that word a lot. I wonder if that's the first time anybody's uttered the phrase, you didn't think the tongue was scary? You know what? We should make some sort of, like, meme or... Um, video where maybe we can make our first big orange couch shirt. Let's you do didn't that think the in, the, in the background. Let's go <laughs> in the back in the background of that werewolf with that tongue <laughs> because that was really obnoxious looking. Like, that's all I could focus on. <laughs> if you make that, Melissa will post it. <laughs> I'll work on it. Uh, so that's two to two. So it all comes down to the Midnight Society. Man. Uh, I mean, yeah. good way to, I guess, good way to ph- decide it. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's philosophy and cider, Betty Ann, versus anniversaries and the hot dogs. Mm-hmm. Well, drum roll. <laughs> I'm going to have to say the Midnight Society and the Nightly Neighbors episode wow. would win. Man. You don't see them passing around <laughs> juice very often. <laughs> And I like passing I juice I around felt, here when I'm when I'm in the studio. I think I might have felt more strongly about this than any other category. Really? <laughs> I just, really about well, I yours? Was like no, you, a no-brainer. I don't think it affects many people as it affects you, but you really hate those interruptions during the story because this was true during uh, Laughing in the Dark too, where Betty Ann. Yeah. I wonder if it's a Betty Ann thing. Yeah, maybe. Mm. But to me, like the 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 beginning and the bookend like really worked. Right, um, I agree. Yeah. yeah, they did. I you just yeah. love hot dogs. Nah, <laughs> I just didn't think the first part was that funny. Like I thought they were really trying to be funny, but it wasn't funny. Except for Betty Ann. I one moment. I really missed the humor. Like I don't remember because like it starts with that question, and I feel like that sets yeah. the mood. Like this is gonna be serious. I don't know where we're at, but uh, <laughs> anyway, I uh, I did like my uh, the full moon midnight society definitely better. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you, Melissa. Yeah. Nightly um, Neighbors it is. Nightly Neighbors wins. Yeah. Probably the more famous episode. Yes. For sure. Yes, definitely. Mm. Um, I remember distinctly growing up when they had commercial, like during the commercials of Nickelodeon episodes, they would have the little Are You Afraid of the Dark Spot? And they would have that kid with yeah. his mouth open at the end of Nightly oh, Neighbors. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's the other thing. Uh, at the end of the episode, when <laughs> Lex laughs... It's like a full-grown yes. man, <laughs> deep voice laugh, which is always like... And, uh, no wonder he doesn't talk. goofy. I felt like goofier than it was scary, yeah. but um, there was one thing about that episode that I meant to mention was um, I felt like... It, I was trying to separate myself from knowing what happened already, and it suddenly occurred to me, why would we not assume the kid was a vampire? Like, we see this vampire family... The entire time, it just seems like, oh, they're all vampires. Um, I don't, th- like, I think we do assume he's a vampire. I think, I think it's like, I think that's what almost makes the twist better, which is that, like, he, these two adults seemingly are doing all the work on his behalf. I liked that, that, uh, detail. Yeah. 
but um, it just, I don't know. I I think, like, I really like the atmosphere, I love the look of this episode, but yeah. uh, the story-wise, I just well, think uh, it could have been a lot better. I was looking up ratings, um, like we usually do for episode reviews, so Nightly Neighbors on uh, IMDb has an 8.9, which is pretty high for yeah. Free mm-hmm. the Dark, and on TV.com it has an 8.3, which is mm. you know, pretty average. Uh, Full Moon on IMDb has a 7.3, uh, and on TV.com has a 7.2. So, like, they're kind of, uh, they're about a point apart on each. Um, but that's just their opinions. I know you and I were going to assign Krebs stars anyways, yeah? Oh, yeah. Um, so, what, what did you, for each episode? I actually gave them both four Krebs stars. Four? Uh, Even? Yeah. yeah. Really? Okay. I like them both a lot yeah. for different The truth comes out. And... You well, didn't feel more strongly about yours. Uh, you liked them both. Well, the I same. do feel slightly more strongly. Not a whole half of a Krebs star oh, stronger. Okay. Four point one, but you don't like well, that. Well, yeah, I don't like to <laughs> mince uh, points. Um, or something. Oh, my one, um, the one like thing that hit me that I didn't love about Full Moon was the guy's house. Except yeah. for, I mean, I liked the room, the werewolf room, mm-hmm. but the guy's house was very plain. Yeah. And it might have just been budget restraints, oh, I'm sure. and we only see yeah. it for five seconds, yeah. so it doesn't really matter, but it's just the one little detail that yeah. bothered me a little. Okay. Wow. All right, so fours across. Um, I hadn't watched Full Moon in probably 20 years, mm. maybe. Um, so, it, like, when we, when we discussed Nightly Neighbors was an easy one, I've always loved it. I think it's one of the better episodes of the series. Um, but I have to say full moon is right up my alley, uh, up to the point where like, it might be one of my favorites ever. Uh, so I gave, um, nightly neighbors a four and I gave full moon a 4.5. Wow. Uh, so wow. I actually, I actually, of course we have to do that. We did, we decided on it before I yeah, watched yeah, them. Yeah. So I was really confident about nightly neighbors and I prepped, I prepped that way, but I actually like wanted to watch full moon yeah. again. I'm like, boy, that's such a quirk. I love quirky. Yeah. Um, it reminded me a lot of like the quirkier X Files episodes where yeah. like um, they're chasing a monster, but it's like a lot of silliness in yeah. the pursuit. And those are my favorite X Files. Well, not my favorite, but I like those a lot. Um, so, yeah, it was it was right up my alley. I think they. My complaint was sincere that I do think they took a little while, too long to like get to mm. it. Um, I think like you know you got a minute and a half of kind of Gordon chasing them, and then it's really they put out the flame on it real fast. Um, so that would be my minor complaint of why I didn't think it was a perfect Are You Afraid of the Dark, but it's a really good one. One thing that's interesting about Are You Afraid of the Dark in particular is the pacing, like, and it's evident in both of these episodes, if you're paying attention, like, these scenes take a really long time, like, almost, like, they seem like they're taking too long, mm-hmm. if you're really paying attention to it, um, but somehow they work. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to, like, if you ever watch any really bad, like, older movies, like, a, one of the big problems, I feel like, is just long, drawn-out yeah. scenes going right. on way too long. And uh, both of these, like, pull it off. It's like, it seems like they're doing that, yeah. but somehow they make it seem like there's a lot more going on than there is if you really yeah look. Yeah. Um, but I think it does, the whole series does well with that, like, yeah. weirdly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought I thought I also I thought the dinner table scene was great where he's yeah. trying to kind of call <laughs> yeah. Peter out. It's been so long since I've had a man around to try my talents on. I hope you like this. It's a recipe I got off the TV. Oh, well, this smells great. I'm so hungry I could eat a horse. 
Or a cat? So, how are you finding Maple Street? That's great. People are much friendlier here than the last place I lived. What was that, Transylvania? Uh, actually, Seattle. <laughs> More yams. How do you like that, huh, Pierce Silver? Jed! Watch, your mommy's gonna change. Jed, you apologize right now. No, uh, Ellen, it's all right. No harm done. You are excused from the table, young man. But, Mom! Now. Um, I really, that made me laugh, so. Uh, I think both great episodes. Uh, Agreed. Yeah, uh, yeah, I do, I do love the bronze in particular. They're yeah, probably my favorite really part creepy. of that episode. Yeah. Um, and and they're kind of quirky. Like when they come yeah. over and sit on the couch and like just talk to them. Like I don't know. They kind of have a charm yeah, to them. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I thought, how come the mom doesn't think there's anything bizarre <laughs> going on here? Yeah. Right. The whole. She's yeah. like, the let mom- them in. What are you doing? It's I did later l- at night. Are you crazy? Let them in. <laughs> I didn't think she was as uh, realized as the full moon mom, okay. but I right. did like her. Mm-hmm. Like in the brief scenes that they had, they did set her up. Yeah. Like rushing out the door. Yeah. In that first. Uh, yeah, I'm late. Moment. I'm late. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Too um, busy. Too yeah. busy to pay attention. Yeah. Which did- is why they were there. Yeah. That was actually that was. The end of that was funny. Um, she knocks the mailman over and just says, "Well, I'm yeah, late." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, he can, Mitchell, listen, Mr. Mitchell gets it. Uh, being a man of the post office, uh, did you did you want to assign crab stars? Do you do you feel like you'd know what you would know. give each? Um, I really, I think the last time I assigned crab stars was the thirteenth floor. Have I really had an opportunity to do it? Uh, and maybe. I've gotten a lot. You gave that of, one a one. I've gotten a lot of comments about. <laughs> how bad it was to just give it one star <laughs> but you know your frame of reference was like that one yeah, episode yeah. so it doesn't matter you well, can't get it I wrong just, no because you know what 13th floor i stand by that one crab star <laughs> i remember i don't blame you as for that a, i mean i have right. to remember what it was like as a kid i can't just think of it as watching yeah. it at 30 years old totally fair when that episode came on i was so pissed i had to find something else to do for a half hour so Really, that is one crab star, and if I had to rate these ones, I'd say they are equal, and I'd give them four. Four. Okay. Yeah. Both of them fours. I think yeah. we're all in the same ballpark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, thank you, Melissa, for helping us sort it. Yeah. yeah you're welcome. <laughs> Two great episodes, really. Yeah. Um, had bef- fun watching them, for before sure. Before we wrap up, as we like to do now, we're going to name the episodes And Are You Afraid to Name the Episode? Definitely the most trouble I've had since we started doing this with both of these. Okay. I mean, just to come up, there just wasn't much to what was happening in them beyond like the main focus, you know, the werewolf and the vampire. So anyway, um, so for Tale of the Full Moon, I called it The Tale of the Beast Next Door. Hmm. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah, Beast Next Door. And uh, Nightly Neighbors, I called The Tale of the Late Night Callers. Okay. All you right. know. Yeah. Mm. Not thrilled with them, but... Prostitute? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, caller, a guest, a late night guest. Like, like a prostitute? Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, well, all right. So for the tale of the full moon, which I think is Doug level bad, uh, as far as the name of the episode, uh, I went with the tale of mom's new boyfriend. Okay. Mm. Yeah. I, I toyed with boyfriend, but yeah. couldn't come up with it. It was a tough one. It was yeah. a tough one to figure. Uh, and then for nightly neighbors, I went with the tale of the night bites. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds like okay. a snack. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Well, they were snacking in a sense. I yeah. got a case of the night bites. <laughs> I don't love it, but I like it better than any of the other options. So. <laughs> well, then I started being like, oh man, should I have played with Betty Ann's poem, like the tale of you the really bite at night? Yeah. You should get that tattooed on your arm, that poem. Like full size on my back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll, take, I'll take that into consideration. It comes out of a talk bubble out of <laughs> yeah. Betty Ann's face. She's so good. She's just a master storyteller. Um, well, what are we doing next week? Uh, next week we're going to be talking about an episode of Rocket Power. Rocket Power. <laughs> woogie, woogie, woogie. That should excite some Rocket Power fans, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which means not us. <laughs> I like it. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, this one is called Down the Drain. Down the Drain. It is the second half of the first episode. Yeah. So we talked a little bit about the pilot already. And New squid on the block, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, so down the drain, I believe uh, our old pal Max will be joining us on that episode. Yeah. Most of you know Max. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, we're on Twitter at BOC Podcast. We're on Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. The best way to get a hold of us, uh, just like Vince did today, is to email us at orangecouchpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and then you can also check us out on like wherever podcasts are available of uh, Podbean and iTunes in particular. Leave us a review, that's always very nice. Uh, still no listeners in Alaska. Wow. Um, yeah. No, well, hold them out. Whatever. Send stale mail to just random addresses. There. I'm Little over advertisement cards. I'm over you, Alaska. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, Melissa, a pleasure as always. Oh, thank you. Thank you really bring uh, a lot to the table here. Oh, wow. That's maybe, nice you. Maybe one day you should do your, like, you should be in the verses. Mm. Oh. Maybe you and Mac should do a verses oh, and Andrew oh. and I judge. Oh, that, that would be, would be very ugly. <laughs> Well, that'd be great. Well, let's set that up. Then. We yeah. need a mediator. <laughs> well, that's yeah. 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 Well, that's you too. Right? Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. Well, we'll see you next time. Who sucked out the feeling? Who sucked out the feeling?